Hello. So today I'd like to talk about giants, um, and and giants in the the Americas, you know, South America, North America. And I want to start that off by saying that there are giant myths everywhere across all cultures, all continents. And um, and when I'm talking about those, I'm I'm specifically not talking about things like, uh, you know that Confucius was nine foot tall or that Hercules was actually 12 feet tall or Babe the Big Blue Ox and, and you know, Paul Bunyan and all that. What I'm talking about are really, you know, um, myths or legends or folklores that go way back and uh, some of them that, you know, we may or may not have some uh, physical proof of their past existence. Because I think that's a little more interesting and a little, uh, a little less silly than, you know, I, I've I've read, you know, folklore that Johnny Appleseed was actually 10 feet tall. Well, no, not really. Uh, I think people would have noticed a 10-foot tall man throwing apple seeds everywhere. That that would have been a lot more widespread. Same thing with Confucius. We know he wasn't 10 feet tall. Um, so I, I wanted to, to start off by talking about the fact that it's just so much of it. And there is a common theme amongst a lot of the, when they talk about giant races, because there are a few different giant races mentioned and we'll get into some of the weirdness that that includes that and why some of it seems the way it is um, but I wanted to I want to start actually all the way in the the southern end I want to start in Patagonia which is the, the very southern end of uh, Argentina and the the reason I want to start there is I knew a, a very old gentleman who spent a lot of time down there in the 60s and 70s and a story he told me about being down there was wandering around in the middle of nowhere one time he stumbled into uh, a burial or a tomb however you want to call it and inside were giants he said that the the skeletons were enormous you know nine ten feet tall and he mentioned red hair which is something that's almost mm. always associated with giants everywhere you go now, one of the reasons why that may be is that black hair can tend to redden as it ages. Really? Yep. That's that's something you you see with the bodies is uh, red hair. After decomposition. After it say. starts, yeah. Huh. But once again, I mean, that's that's not necessarily saying they didn't have red hair when it started. No, no, I know, I know. But it's it can be one of the things that happens. Looks more red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know... <sighs> Usually you say, well, you know, some guy out in the jungle ran into a tomb full of giants. Okay, whatever. This man actually seemed to be terrified by it. Um, because according to him, that was a place that was protected by all sorts of, you know, uh, spells and medicine and things like that. So that was a pretty big deal. And he did not talk about it for a very, very long time. In fact, it was only in his later years that he spoke about it. So we, you know... There's some first-hand, if you want to call it that, or second or third-hand, or, you know, who knows, maybe it was just a story he was telling because, you know, he's old and wants to tell stories. But in in my opinion, he was not making it up. Uh, and that's where it gets interesting. This is a man who spent a lot of time with the tribes down there. So when, when you're discussing the tribes down there, I mean, Patagonia kind of got its name from the supposed giants that lived there. Uh, when Magellan went around it in the, what was that, the 1520s, something like that, he even wrote about the enormous people that he met down there. You know, uh, you know, in, in his writings, of course, you know, they're, they're 10 and 11 feet tall, and 
things like that. And later Chronicles said, well, you know, the people down there, they're probably only closer to like seven foot, hmm. seven and a half, eight. Um, but the, the neat thing is there was just a pile of people who traders at the time, you know, the 15s, 1800s in the Patagonia area that always talked about these enormous people that lived down there. Uh, and we do know that one of the things that can really influence height is diet. So it might be that they just had a really good diet or it might be they had some kind of uh, genetic presupposition to being taller and bigger. Uh, you know, we, we don't really know. Uh, but the, the other inhabitants did talk about them. You know, they may have been referring to uh, people called the Tehuelche. You know, they were they were a tall tribe. But I've heard I've heard of some weird tribal things down there, you know, of, of babies being bathed in the sea immediately after birth, you know, it makes them tougher. So maybe they were just a different kind of people. But we have so many, you know, reports, be them English, Dutch, Spanish, French, all talking about these enormously tall people down there, that I would assume that there was something there. And once again, whether they actually were eight and ten feet tall, or if they were just, you know, six foot two, which would have put them, mm. you know, six inches over top of your, your tallest Spaniard on the ship at the time. Yeah, and, and even when you're out in public and you see someone that's even just a couple inches taller than average, they seem massive oh, yeah. in comparison. Oh, yeah. it's that it, Anybody who's ever been in a crowd of short people when they're tall or right. a short person who's ever been in a crowd of tall people will know that it seems like it's a lot more yeah, than yeah. it is. You know, we've all seen the pictures of, you know, one tall European guy wandering around Japan or China and, you know, he can see everything. So it, it could be that there was that. I'm not so sure. Uh, because when you when you talk about someone being that much taller, you know, who, who knows? It's it's one of those really neat things. And I, I wanted to start there because, like I said, that's that's someone I know who said these people were 9 and 10 feet tall in these graves that he saw. And that kind of holds true with some of the things that people said. But once again, you're talking in the age of exploration. Everything was a little uh, embellished, if we will. Mm. Um, so we'll, you know, from there, you know, the, the Peruvians, they talk about giants as well. Uh, and there's, there's some old, you know, folk tales and legends that the Incan kings were white and tall and just bigger in general and that they're, you know, they're... All their ornaments were enormous, so they must have been big people. That could have been that they just dressed up to look a lot bigger and more impressive, or it might have been the fact that, well, they actually had food mm. um, versus your your standard Incan peasant, which, while they didn't eat a terrible diet, certainly didn't eat as well as a king. And from that perspective, they might have thought that they were huge, not saying that they're huge compared to us, saying that they're huge compared to other natives right. that they have seen. Right, you know, like... Um, when Magellan talks about it, he, he you know, well, in his writings that are ascribed to him, uh, you know, it, it says that these, his men stood, you know, halfway up this guy. Oh, so, okay. But once again, you're, you're also talking the age of exploration. It's Magellan, um, whether that's exactly it. Okay. But, you know, and, and like you said, you know, it may have just, they appeared so much bigger because they were near a shorter people. <laughs> and then also, you know, you're talking a, a very elite group where they're marrying a very elite group. Um, a great example of that is a, it's a, it was a Prussian regiment. Um, I forget which of the Prussian kings it was. He had a regiment called the Potsdam Giants. He recruited, shanghaied, and paid 
all sorts of enormously tall men to come and, and form up a, a regiment for him. The minimum required height was like six foot two. You mm. had to be six foot two or taller. And you're oh, talking wow. at a time when the average person was like, you know, five, 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 four. Um, hmm. uh, that, that didn't last. And it was, it was mostly just because he was infatuated with tall people. Uh, <laughs> but, but height has always been associated with a little bit uh, more grander uh, things with humans. You know, we, we talk about, you know, uh, our, our, some of our founding fathers, you know, you talk about Abraham Lincoln or George Washington, they were considered very tall men for their time. And that's one of the things that, you know, whether they actually were, you know, six foot four or whether it's just described to them, we know that Lincoln was a very tall man mm. and height seems to be something that's, that's put to that. But that's, you know, that's, that's a little side note. Um, then you get into Mexico and that's where it starts to get interesting. And that makes the rest of it more, <laughs> well, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So the Mexicans, um, and, and when I, when I say that I'm, I'm referring especially to the Aztecs and the Mixtecans you know, the, the tribes from central uh, Mexico that we really know, um, they had a lot of legends and folklore that was written down by the Spanish about giants that lived there before they got there. Remember, the Aztecs were very open about the fact that they migrated in um, and that their ancestors, through warfare, basically killed off all the giants. And the Indians were always, well, mixtas, Indians, whatever you want to call them, they were constantly showing, you know, bones or, or teeth or, you know, things to prove that this is actually what had happened. And, you know, whether that's a mastodon bone that they dressed up or <laughs> who knows. Um, but the fact that they believed that they had conquered that territory by basically fighting off the giants, that's that's an interesting thing. You don't really see that yeah, much. I mean, it's a pretty good fishing tale, if you know what I mean. It definitely is. It definitely is. But it would also fit with further on down the line when we start looking north of Mexico where we see uh, more legends amongst, you know, uh, Indian tribes that say they had to fight off giants and that's when we start finding these burials. Uh, supposedly, once again, this is all kind of, it's all kind of on the fringe. You know, you're talking archaeology from the, the 1500s to the 1900s, and sometimes that can get a little strange. You know, um, we're all familiar with some of the hoaxes involving giants. Uh, but but that Mexican one, that, that one really was interesting to me. The fact that the Spanish actually, pardon me, that the Spanish absolutely believed that, yeah, there probably were giants here and that these people totally killed them off. Um, and once again, whether that fed into their ego or whether they actually believed it because they saw these bones, who knows? Um, but the, the, the writings I have read from these guys in the 1540s and stuff, it seems they absolutely believe this. Um, so you, you start moving north from there and some tribes carry on the idea that they had to kill off giants in order to have their land and, it may be because some of those tribes are possibly related to the central Mexican, or it may be that the myth traveled with them, or it may be that there actually were giants that they killed off, you know. And one of them I'm, I'm specifically referring to is the Chicksaw and the Choctaws and that area, uh, where they they may have they they may have carried that that myth with them from Mexico, or they may have you know fought off some giants. So you have that, and then you 
you move into the burial mounds that you see in Northern America and all these giant burial mounds. Well, what were they? Well, some people believe they were actually, you know, burial mounds, not just mounds raised for whatever purpose, and that in those are buried giants. And in the 1700s through into the 1900s, we see a lot of them dug up and people who say they found giant skeletons. You know, people writing in newspapers, articles, you know, swearing in court, writing books about it, uh, things like that. Okay, so where are the skeletons then? Well, that's where it gets interesting. Uh, some, <laughs> So we have this thing in America. It's called the North American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act. So basically anything dug up that is remains that could be suspected of being a Native American has to be turned over to the natives for proper ceremonial burial or whatever they want to do with it. So a lot of these were repatriated. Now some of them are still held on to, but a lot of them were repatriated. And like I said, that's where it gets weird, because where did it all go? Mm. And and that's why it's it's a it's a silly little thing. But you would it, you'd be hard pressed to think that that many people had been pulling a hoax for that long about the exact same thing. And once again, I mean, mm. we've all heard of the Cardiff Giant, which was hilarious, and I can't believe anybody ever bought that. Heard? I don't know what that is. Oh, what the is Cardiff it? Giant. That was a that was a hoax um, in the Western United States. It was a, I think. No, I'm sorry. That was Pennsylvania. They basically tried to make up this fake giant, and you take one look at it, and you can tell it was it was a fake. Um, they wanted to be famous. I have no idea why they did it. It's ridiculous. We don't mm. have to talk about that more. But there have been a lot of them that have been considered hoaxes. You know, some of them have been mistaken bones. Uh, you know, m mistaken cave bear bones and things like that. But it's one of those things that people don't really want to talk about. And and I can understand. I mean, from a scientific perspective, boy, that would really throw a lot of humanities right into the meat grinder. If you're just like, yeah, there were totally giants everywhere. And, and Why? I don't I don't think so. How? What, what What's the argument? I don't understand. There's a couple of them. One, one of them is that uh, by by saying... <laughs> By saying that, you know, there were giants that made these mounds and everything and, and were the advanced peoples, that it kind of dehumanizes the Indians, so it's okay to get rid of them. One of the other what? ones... It, yeah. One of the other ones is that by ignoring all these supposed finds and archaeology and things, it helped to further manifest destiny because nobody, you know, just get rid of it. You know, it's just trash. Throw it away. Okay. It's like in... It's like in the 19-teens in Egypt when the there were so many mummies that, you know, they just sold them to people in London for fun or used them as firewood. Yeah, I don't understand that either. Well, because once again, they weren't thinking and they didn't care. Um, so there's there's some of that, but there's also, like I said, there's a lot of people who swear up and down. And, and that's where it gets weird, too, because in some of these burial mounds, they supposedly found, uh, you know, jawbones with double rows of teeth. Um, ones where the jaw was so big that a human head would fit into them. Uh, generally, that sounds more like deformities and abnormalities. Uh, yeah, because that happens in live normal humans too. They can they can have that. Right. There's there's gigantism in in human beings. So it it could be that they were deformed, or it could be that they were a section of the population that was predispositioned to these weird deformities, or who knows? You know, some of the legends say that they talked funny well you'd probably talk funny if you had two rows of teeth uh, well thinking off the top of my head 
a lot of famous people who were, you know, along the lines of giants, you know, they, they didn't speak normally, I would say. And no. when you're, when you're giant like that, there's typically a lot of other health problems that go along with it. So I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't speak normally. Yeah. All my friends over 6'6 six, six talk real funny. Um, but it's, uh, so like I said, it's, it's a very strange, convoluted, there's a conspiracy theory out there that, um, there's a conspiracy theory out there that the Smithsonian, uh, is on a mission to discredit and or destroy any evidence of giants living in North America and Central America before the, the indigenous populations. It's, it's a conspiracy theory. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea. What is idea. the gain from that? I don't know. Once again, it's, it's just a conspiracy theory. I mean, theory. I, know, I know I'm thinking like a normal human that, you know, and I know there's probably information that I don't have, but like, I don't understand what the gain would be. I don't, I don't know either. Once again, it's just something I kept running into. Um, as, as someone who spent a lot of time studying history, though, I can say that when academia sets its mind on this is what it is, changing that can be extremely difficult and painful and maybe they just don't want to deal with it or maybe they don't feel it's necessary or maybe they know something i don't i have mm. no idea uh but but giants really like i said all these it, there's a there's a website that has has a map of all the supposed finds of giants in america and there's just thousands of them and once, what are they defining as a giant though right see that's that's the thing like this isn't a <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like... not the most scientific. Okay. In uh, of anything, you know, it could it could be that they found some bones that looked kind of like an ape. It could be anything. Mm. It's just like the runestone mysteries, you know, in the Mississippi Valley, which we'll probably cover in another one because those are fascinating to me. Um, so, and like I said, there, there was just a lot of fun with that, and you know, get to get back to the Indians, uh, the in Nevada. The uh, Paiutes, I think it, I think that's in Nevada. The Paiutes talk about their final war with the giants, um, and their giants were cannibals. And the legend goes that they trapped all the giant cannibals in <laughs> a cave and burnt and shot them to death. Please tell me there's a movie about that. There probably is, but here's the weird part. So they dug out this cave. It's a Lovelock Cave archaeologists dug out the cave well yeah or... but you're talking 19th century archaeologists so, eh. okay oh well no um, i wasn't sure if you meant the natives or no 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 okay. Na natives tend to if someplace in my experience and what i've seen and read and what i've been told by these peoples when something like that happens you stay away from it because you know bad yeah behavior. yeah that's why um, i was wondering if whoa they dug that up again <laughs> no a bunch of goofy white guys did um and what they found were not men of enormous stature, but according to them, some of them were very, very large, uh, and there was signs of human cannibalization there. They so, can find that from an archaeological dig? Yeah, what, one of the things they look for um, is split bones. Bones that have been fractured on purpose to get to the marrow. Ooh. Okay. And then you go, yeah, that's a human bone that somebody split and sucked the marrow out of. Ew. Well, I mean, when you're hungry, you're hungry. Um, so they, and, and once again, cannibalism and cannibalism myths are far from uncommon. Mm, forbidden uh, meat. Right. Uh, you know, everybody likes a little long pig. Uh, but, 
Long Peg, you never heard that Stop. one? Anyways. Go on. Uh, Keep doing your thing. So they they dug it up and they found signs of cannibalism and you know, some accounts say they were very large men, some say they were just normal sized cannibals. Either way, the Paiutes say that they cornered and killed giants there, and that was the end of their war with the giants, and we found a cave full of dead people who were eating people. You know what I think? What? <laughs> Aliens. That's yeah. why. That's why the Smithsonian's trying to hide it because giants are actually aliens, and that's why we're not finding skeletons because they're all going to Area Fifty One because they're aliens. You are not being helpful. I think everything is aliens. I'll be honest. We're gonna cut this part out of the podcast. No. <laughs> Anyways, um, so we we've got the Paiutes now in in the Cherokee. They had a. Uh, a myth or story it's very similar to one in the Iroquois where they talk about they call them the stone clads or the, the stone cloaks or the stone coats basically a race of abnormally large human beings who sometimes hunt down and eat people you know some of the the myths say that they were just one person some say there was a whole tribe of them why were they called the stone cloaks because they wore armor so in the in the myths they had like this oh, this armor on them that could be penetrated aliens. I don't know. I don't believe it was my one of the theories that I've ran across that really explains that to me is um, we know that there were Viking settlements in North America. Ooh, interesting. And we know they were there for a while and then they dissipated. And we do know that they traded all the way into Maine. And once again, it could be a memory or a story mm. that traveled to them from the Micmacs or the Delawares that made it out there where i mean and we do know there were fights and battles between what the vikings called the skraylings and you know themselves and what are skraylings so skraylings was the the name that the vikings gave to the natives that they found there which you know the area they probably would have been exploring like i said probably as far south as maine you know all the way up the Mm. hudson bay and places like that and they they said they, they refer to them as the Skraylings. There was some trade back and forth, uh, possibly some intermarriage, if we want to call it that. Uh, and that, you know, okay, if you were fighting a Viking who was wearing, you know, either boiled leather or a coat of mail, well, that would have steamed... What, what What is an Indian? Would you see that as? Well, it must be made out of stone. Yeah, yeah. So that's the one I lean towards, is those giants were probably either memories of or interactions with violent angry vikings you know because they would have been a taller people your your viking at the time would have been a little taller even than your europeans and armor makes you look bigger too right and you know and exactly and you know you're talking people who wear cloaks you know generally they just would have looked more imposing you know long blonde hair maybe that's what it is it's a good explanation in they don't really talk about them having you know blonde hair in there um but that that's, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, you're you're absolutely correct on that. So like I said, that that could be there. And, and it's really difficult because there's no pinpoint archaeology. And, and a lot of these finds, they've disappeared. Um, you know, some of, even in the 1500s, some of these, these uh, Spanish chroniclers talk about how the bones they were looking at were already crumbling and worm eaten uh, because, you know, nobody knew how to what did they know about preparing bones you know they were paleolithic people basically and that's not offensive just they were still in the stone age um so there's it's just it's so widespread and there's so many people talking about it that i'm hard pressed to say that this is 
all a hoax. I, I think there's something there. I don't know. Honestly, I, I haven't heard much about giants until I met you. You're the only person that I know that has really talked about them. And granted, I'm not like really, uh, I'm not really involved in any sort of that uh, cryptid, creature, myth, legend type history. But you're the only person that I've heard talk about giants the way that you do. I mean, other than like hearing old old stories, sure. you know, from the old gods and stuff like that. You know, like uh, is it is it the the Greek that have the giant in there, the Cyclops. Yeah, the Cyclops. Yeah. That's a, a Greek. Run. That's, it's, that's yeah. the only thing that I can think of. Well, there's there's a lot of different myths across it, and and once again, who's to say how much of this, you know, that there really was a different race of giants, or how much of it is just better nutrition? I mean, to to put it in perspective, <laughs> you know, the the Korean the Korean people, right? So they've only really been separated for what seventy five years. There's between two and five inches of height difference in your average North Korean versus your average South Korean just from what they eat. And that does seem like a lot, even though it's a little, which makes me think of this as something along the lines of like witches, where there was a woman who was like a little bit different or maybe seemed a little bit creepy. And they're like, ah, witch, where there's this guy that's there's just like two, three inches taller, like, ah, giant. Well, you but, would, possibly, and he would, you know, he probably would have been referred to as a giant. But in a warrior culture, you know, if you've got someone who's three feet, you, you got someone who's eight foot tall. Well, man, now that's the guy you want in the front ranks because he's going to scare the crap out of everybody else. I, what I'm not understanding is exactly what you just said. There, they would be seen as a person who is, you know, godlike in some ways. So why aren't they more? prevalent why aren't actual stories more prevalent about them instead of things like you know paul bunyan and stuff like that i think it's because it was so long ago for these people Meh. um for instance in, in and like i said it, it gets weird you talk about you know i, I mentioned you know red-haired giants well there's a whole bunch of very tall red-haired mummies in northern china mm. who wear you know plaid they're they're actually they're called tokarians they're basically celts that got lost and lived oh. up there for a while. So once again, I mean, you're talking Chinese peasants who barely had enough rice to feed themselves when they weren't being slaughtered by their, you know, king of the day compared to, uh, you know, a Celtic person who had a very different diet living in, you know, a northern, more cold climate. They would have been bigger. And I think that's another thing to look at is, is generally in animals, the colder the climate, the larger the animal wants to be. You know, oh, yeah. so that might be what it is, or mm. you know, or it, just, it could be freaking Bigfoot. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, aliens? Yeah, yeah, you and your aliens. Um, so, like I said, there's there's a lot of this anecdotal evidence, and and I, I find the idea that the Smithsonian would be suppressing uh, evidence of another civilization to be a little strange. However. Um, I don't know. You couldn't surprise me with anything at this point. Well, <laughs> to, to put it in perspective, I, I used to work in the heavy construction um, trade, and there are certain places in the world where I remember there were hush-hush orders that if we rolled up a skeleton, we were to keep ourselves quiet about it uh, because we then would have to shut down. There would have to be an investigation. Did it belong to, you know, Native Americans, or was it just somebody who got buried there a couple hundred years ago? Um, What's so, your point? Sometimes you don't want to deal with the ramifications. For instance, there was a oh goodness, I'm trying to remember. It was a it was a skeleton 
that was found and it was there was something odd about it it's it's genetic code was a little weird the it was claimed by the US government and it was claimed by one of the tribes and there was a whole court case over it over who had rights to this 10 mm. 10 other things and like i said that north american graves protection and repatriation act basically if it's considered cultural property of a tribe or or you know cultural remains they've got to give it back mm. you know i remember as a kid here here in um yeah but don't you think there still could be some minor tests run some some sort of investigation there could be, but once but again, but the 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 I almost said the cult, <laughs> the tribe would have to agree with that, right? And and now you're you're stepping on all sorts of other things, mm. and and you're you're involving politics in the scientific yeah, yeah. Uh, investigation. So it gets really complicated there. But it's it's a neat little thing to really look at. You know, were there actually giants? Were there not? Who knows? I mean, but if you look at a list of you know the the tallest people in the world. In, you know, the last hundred years, they've all been over eight feet tall. And as a species, human hmm. beings are not that much taller than they were a couple thousand years ago. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are, but I mean, you're talking maybe four or five inches on the That's average. That's kind of a lot, don't you think? It is. I think so. But not when you look at something like a giraffe that, you know, in the course of a couple hundred years got really tall. Or horses. I mean, think about how tall horses have gotten since human beings have started riding them. Well, okay. So it's just, like I said, it's one of those things. I mean, yes, there has, you know, um, in the last hundred years in the industrialized nations, there's been like a four-inch jump. But the neat thing with human beings as a whole is it is very much linked to nutrition, famine, and war. Oh, absolutely. Um, so it's it's one of the things, you know, there was one theory put out that the reason there's no giants left is, you know, they were fighting a war with these tiny little, you know native americans and number one there was just more of the little native americans and number two it's a lot easier to hit a big target and i mean they're right but i don't know about i can that. also see the desire to wipe out a group of people who are maybe quite larger than you because that's that's a threat mm -hmm. you know for for the little people that is a threat if you if you are the smaller man um you know you're going to be afraid that they're going to you know take you over and enslave you maybe or something else like that so i can understand why they would want to kind of exterminate all giants but i still am wondering about any physical evidence well and like say you, you you're you're on it on point one there that you know most of these legends talk about the fact that there was warfare between the giants and the giants like to eat people uh, that that's yeah I don't, that hmm. right that that could also be dehumanization yeah, of the enemy yeah uh, but as to the physical evidence like I said there there was a lot of it at one time how much of it's been disproven how much of it's been ignored and also it's just not really a popular topic yeah so that's that's why I really wanted to talk about it because it's a it's a neat little thing you know um, I'd like to give lists of the different digs and places where they say they've found them. The problem is I can't independently verify any of those and I don't want to introduce mm. and be like, oh yeah, this is where they dug up a, a, a body of a giant because, you know, there's there's a few of them where it, it's, it's uh, there's a few of them where it's disputed amongst the people who were there or disputed by historians, you know, uh, what between what if, if it was actually a giant or not or what? Yeah. You know, and, and like I said, there's, um, 
there's there's these weird finds, you know, like in France, we've we've got one where judging by bone fragments, you know, uh, and once again you're talking 1800s, where they believe that the if the person was what they think he was, he would have been 11 foot tall. Wow. Uh, right. You know, the Bush Creek in Ohio. What? I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Well, have you ever met anybody over seven feet tall? It feels weird. Yeah, right. So to have it, mm-hmm. well. <laughs> so like um, in Bush Creek in Ohio, um, there was there was a find where, you know, the people who found it, and once again, late 1800s, they say they were 10 feet tall. The problem yeah. is it's disputed. Nobody really knows. Well, was it? Wasn't things? How is it? Where's the remains? There you go. There's half the question. Where did Show it go? Show me the Carfax. That's right. Um, you know, and you know, there's, there's. Uh, but there has to be some, some remains that I'm sure have been kept. Well, uh, but when I think about that, it reminds me more like freak show type vibes right where they kept like circus actors and stuff right and then of course you've got hoaxes that get in the way and some of the accounts that i've read um people go and they talk to historians or archaeologists who've been involved in it and basically they keep these remains on the down low because they don't want the tribes to come in and grab them they don't want the u.s government to grab them they don't want a bunch of paranormal investigators poking and prodding everything Why so they not? just can't keep it quiet. I have no idea. Once again, I, I, I've never met anybody like this. I'm telling you, this is what I've read from people who say that they have gone and looked at these remains hmm. and these are the reactions they've gotten. I wish I'd actually seen one in person. Like I said, the only one real not account me. that I can honestly point to and say, yes, I believe him, was that gentleman I mentioned in Patagonia. Yeah. Um, huh. and, and once again, that could have just be. it could have just been that there were a couple of tribes kicking around that were just taller because they ate better. Uh, or it could have been that this is all just a, a cultural memory of a time when our species was much smaller compared to some of the other hominid species. Now, on the other scale of that, um, humans that are significantly smaller than what we would consider the average throughout history, how come we aren't trying to squash those as much? Like, I remember hearing about readings of that. You know, as a kid, before hearing readings about giants. I don't know. Interesting. I have no Cause, idea. Because smaller people aren't a threat, I guess? I, I, I don't know. I, I think the thing with that is that um, small stature people have... There's a lot of evidence of them. They're still here. But seeing tribes True. of, you know, tribes of people over seven and eight feet tall, that's a little weird. But like I said, it's not that we don't have enormous people. I mean, if you've seen The Princess Bride, I mean, Andre the Giant. He's enormous. If you've watched professional wrestling, they're all enormous men. Hmm. Um, it's it's not an uncommon thing in the human species. I hmm. mean, and in our history, there were smaller hominids. Uh, they're just not around anymore. And I'm sure there were larger hominids that are no longer around. And who's to say some of them didn't, you know, wander into the Americas long before the land bridge closed or, or what have you. Um, in Peru, actually, they say that the giants got there on boats made of reeds, which hmm. is very... And once again, you're you're talking myths that have been retold and retold and and translated. But the odd one with that, and the one that that really bugs you, of course, is well, they have pyramids in Peru, and Egyptians built boats out of reeds. So everyone jumps on that and goes with that. And I, I don't think there's a lot to that. I don't know. Um, you know, when when you're dealing with crypto archaeology and, and and cryptozoology and any of that stuff, it gets kind of weird. But I, I like to look at it from a cultural perspective. 
you know, there must be something here or everyone wouldn't talk about it. And like I said... No, I don't know. Again, I can't, I can't hold that to be the main point because we like to exaggerate things. You know, hyperbole is our man's best friend. And we love to, when we're telling a story about our defeat or an enemy or even a god, we like to make them seem bigger and badder than they actually were. Like I said earlier, fishing tales, you know? So I don't know. I don't think that's the main attribute. It could be. And like I said, I would love to, you know, actually see some real studies on these remains but it's it's such a strange thing that's kept quiet and like i said when when you get into archaeology and things like that you, you run into some real issues um you know because you're crossing political borders cultural borders right. religious borders you know um i mean something as simple as digging up a thousand year old grave can really set people off yeah and the laws for graves and dead people are insane here in the states well they should be no i know it's just like it's it's just wild to me that they're so in depth with it and there's so many different laws and regulations and in that you know like you said it, it would be great to say you know here's a collection of giant skeletons let's dna test them and see what they are but we just don't have that ability right now because, like I said, some because the Smithsonian took them. Yeah, I know. Um, like that—that that is my favorite, uh, my favorite fringe theory I've found so far that they're suppressing that because they want to, you know. But th- then you run into the crazies who say, "Well, the giants are escaped Atlanteans that made it to America and all oh, that stuff." Nice. Yeah, it gets really. You can <laughs> really crawl through some strange sewers when you get into that stuff. Um, but for me, like I said, I. You know, you you read stories about giants and and tales of giant peoples as a kid, and then you you read these accounts from the 1500s and 1800s, and you know people who stood up in court and swore up and down that yeah, I found this this giant skeleton. Yeah, you got to wonder, okay, was there actually something there? And and if there was, why why or why not? And and I don't really want to get into some of the crazier theories there because I just don't have enough evidence. Well, and again, giant is, the word giant is subjective. You know? Oh, yeah. So. You know, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed this and um, it was it was a lot of fun, you know, dredged up a lot of old old stories as a kid and, and you know, re- really got to look at the, the differences in human beings and, and our, our heights because I really wanted to make sure before I went and put this up that, you know, they're, they're actually wasn't just some weird disparity between certain groups of people that made one a foot right. taller than the other. Right. Um, and, and that's why I use the Korean example, because that's one I'm familiar with. I mean, the North Koreans are short. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and once again, you're talking about a people who were one people until 70 years ago, and over the course of just 70 years, their average height has diminished, you know, three wow. inches, while the South Koreans have continued to grow. Once again, some people say that's because of genetic influence, because, well, there's been a lot of Americans stationed in south korea for a long time i mean but that's still <laughs> that's still a valid scientific point though like yeah i don't know and i do apologize i know this one's kind of rambling but this is one of those uh topics that because it's so strange and there's so many different angles to come at it that it, it gets a little little strange and a little long so i hope you've enjoyed it and we'll uh we'll talk with you next time bye